How are you? Welcome to the Higher Training Podcast. This week I have Chrissy Mac Fitness joining me for the podcast. Chrissy is actually from the same small village that I'm from, Knockbridge County Loud. Never spoke to her before uh, this podcast, is first time chatting to her. And Chrissy is relatively new to personal training and was forced, like a lot of us, to go mostly online with COVID coming in. And she's adapted very quickly and she's putting out some really great messages. Uh, really appreciate Chrissy coming on. We had an interesting chat about why it's important to make training a bit of crack and we learned a little bit about what got her into personal training. Enough rambling on for myself. Enjoy this week's podcast. And we are live. How are you, Chrissy? All right, yeah, how are you? Not too bad. Thank you for coming on. And I think a great way to start off would be for you to tell us a little bit about yourself for anybody who doesn't already know. No, yeah. Okay, so I'm Chrissy Mack. Christina McKenna, aka Chrissy Mack. So I'm a new personal trainer. So I'm new to the industry. I'm 30, but I've been training for about nearly 10 years. So I suppose it all started back when I was around 2021. 20, I got into boxing. I was asked to do white collar boxing for charity. Class. And uh, fell in love with it. I was shocked, like absolutely shocked, absolutely loved it. But it killed me for the the six weeks. Yeah. Like it was, it's such high intensity training. Like it's unbelievable. But um, I absolutely loved it, and I and I and I and I wanted to continue doing it after that. But I went to Australia then for a few years, and uh, you know yourself, sure the partying happened. Oh, stop! And, uh, I can only imagine what it was like. Oh, it was just amazing. and one of the best friends of my life. But plenty of barbecues, plenty of alcohol, and the weight started to creep on. So um, I was playing football out there at the time as well, but um, it just wasn't shifting. The weight was just stuck and wouldn't move. So got a PT out there and uh, fell in love with the weight side of training. So that was probably my first experience with the weight training. So really, really enjoyed it. I was um, in a gym overlooking the beach. Like, oh, oh man. Gosh. Like, I, I, Why the fuck like, did you come back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing like that bridge, is there? Oh, stop. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was amazing. It really, really, really was. And I had a great experience. So um, I suppose with that then as well, nutrition wasn't a big thing you're talking nearly 10 years ago, PTs were more so just into fitness and didn't know a lot about nutrition. Maybe it was just a few of them, but mine didn't, we'll say as such. So I was eating so healthy, but weight was still not moving. Like, okay, I'm eating nuts, but I was eating a bag of nuts. Do you know that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. way? Like, portion sizes. The portion sizes, yeah, yeah. So came back then home after a few years, and I was living up in Dublin. I got a PT up there as well. And um, I love the PTs. Like I was, I always needed that wee bit of push, that bit of motivation. And getting the PT is amazing for that. Absolutely. Just giving you that helping hand on the days that you're not willing to push yourself, basically. So, um, Did you learn much from being PT'd yourself? I've never been PT'd, so that's one experience I've never had. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, yeah, I did learn definitely. I mean, you learn so many different exercises and like warm ups and cool downs and things like that. You do learn a lot, a lot of varied um 
exercise. And then I suppose you get to learn a bit more about the nutrition. Then obviously when you're not in that environment, you have an ocean, like not yeah. an ocean. So you do, you'll never not learn something from going for a PT, like, mm. you know. So um, then I tried to do my own thing for a while. And still, again, I just needed that wee push. So I did a few challenges and things like that, eight weeks, 12 weeks, things like that. And they were brilliant, definitely were to get the fitness up. And then what happened was, I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm mad to know more about this, this fitness crack. Like, yeah. And I decided to study a course on it part time, basically as a hobby. And I was like, God, I think I, I get a job with this. This, this. this is good. And what were you working at at the time? So I was an event. So I had done a four-year degree in business and event management. Ah, so very good. that's what I had done. But I never, it wasn't my passion, mm. right? I never knew what I wanted to do in life. Never. But I always done something. Do you know, that sort of way. Like I always studied, I always worked, but there was nothing that I was ever like, yeah, this is the one, this is mm. the one. And it was only till I was like, right, I'll do this as a hobby that I was like, Oh my God, I think I've finally found the one. Yeah. The career Class. that, do you know? Oh, like after it took me 29 years to find <laughs> it, but I found it. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter when it happens, just as long as it happens. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Definitely. And but uh, so I'm in it now, seven, seven, seven months. So I'm really, really new to being a TPT and I absolutely love it. So I have my only studio at the house. And I also worked down in Pure Gym as well. So I needed to get the experience. Obviously, I had the experience myself from training with other PTs and being in at gyms and doing different challenges. And I had to get the experience as a PT with teaching classes and training clients. So down in uh, Pure Gym and absolutely love Pure Gym and Yuri. Brilliant gym. Really, really good. Lovely. Such a friendly and nice atmosphere down there. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, so I've been teaching many classes down there and lots of clients as well. So happy Unreal. out. It's all going well. All going well. And uh, you've seen the adapted quickly to having to go online because obviously COVID forced your, yeah. forced your hand. Yeah, it literally literally pushed me to go online do you know the online thing for me i'd be a bit of a, a granny when it comes to um online in terms of i wouldn't be the best with technology okay mm. i just haven't that much heeding it um for instagram and facebook in general i would have been a very private person and i would have never really used it so i was like oh god i have to use it now to promote myself and to gain clients so it was very daunting for me at the start to put myself out there but you sort of have to. You do. You know, you, you do. do it, that. It's very hard. That first jump you make, it's like, right, you have to go from not putting anything personal up and then you're basically plastering your face up there <laughs> like almost every day. And it is fucking daunting. But look, you just yeah. get used to it and you seem to have gotten used to it quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. So only for, you know, in a way, COVID on the positive side has pushed me to do the whole Instagram thing and push it that wee bit more and do the online thing, which I never would have done only for COVID. So there is an upside Class. to the COVID, yeah. There is. And one thing whenever you're starting, you, when you started out with it, you started out very genuine straight away. Like you didn't put up just workouts and such. Mm -hmm. uh, you were trying to tell a little bit about your story, which is brilliant because people could resonate with that. And I think if more yeah. people did that, it would be better. There's enough people putting up workouts and just pictures of themselves. I know, agree. They want, they want the story behind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the person. Exactly. And I'm sure you probably attracted people with similar sort of stories to yourself mm -hmm. when you started PTing. 
yeah, 100%, definitely. I wanted to be that wee bit different um, to other PTs. Um, so that's why I started out with my story. I wanted people to get to know me and to know that I wasn't always into fitness and that I do understand that it is hard and that there is challenging times and that I know when you're having a bad day because I've also been there and had that bad day. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's one thing that I want to emphasize a lot with this podcast is that it's not all about training. You know, it's all about yeah. balance. You're always, you always oh. speak about balance. And mm. uh, mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. thing that I have always found hard to balance is, you know, training and enjoying myself, you know, going out for a drink. I think I've gotten better with it as I've uh, yeah. aged, but yeah. it, it's a fucking hard thing to handle. Uh, what yeah. sort of, what sort of strategies do you kind of work with when you're like working with clients, you know, if they want to drink, what's your kind of thoughts around drinking and training? Do you make them come in for an early PT session? The um, next yeah, day? I'm all for balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we go to the pub together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so with balance. I, for years, I would have been all or nothing. So it's mm. like, okay, let's say we're doing a three-month challenge. Okay, all right, there's not a drop of drink going near me. There's not a tap of bad food going near me. And it was all or nothing. And that would be great. But then the effects after it, I binge, right? Mm. And it just didn't work. And I've tried this for many, many years with being good right back on the wagon night today. And, and I'm going to be so, so good. And you'd be good for a while. And then you'd be so bad after it. So I have learned that balance is absolutely key when training. So we'd say you have your week there, you know, being good Monday to Friday and then come Saturday and Sunday, I chill out, I relax my body, I eat treats and I don't feel guilty because I know I've worked so hard during the week that I just chill out at the weekend and that's, and, and, and it works. Yeah. And it really, really, really does work. In terms of drinking, um, I drank for years and uh, absolutely loved the crack when I was drinking. But what I used to find with alcohol was I'd die, right? And that's one of the main reasons why I quit alcohol was because I died a severe death for a couple of days and I wouldn't be right to nearly Wednesday, right? Mm. And the training and everything would go out the window. So um, I quit it and nearly off alcohol about a year and my life is better without it. My training has improved a lot more. Now I still go out all the time. I absolutely love going out. There's nothing <laughs> like banter in a good pub with yeah. a bit of trad music. I love it. Class. But, um, I always tell people to drink. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, all in moderation, mm. everything, everything in life in, within moderation. Um, now I'd have Heineken zero, zero, uh, thank God it was invented because I don't know if I would have <laughs> stuck as long as I did yeah. um, without it. So it is, um, it's brilliant. That's what I'd always have. I'd have one or two of them and, and maybe some water or whatever on a night out. But definitely balance is key. Happy yeah. days. That's a fair play. I've often tried to say to myself, I'd love to give up drinking, but I, yeah. I can't, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know if I have the willpower to stay off drinking. I have too many friends that I only meet for a pint, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, so many people say that. They're like, oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, I couldn't do it. Like, like, try it. Did you ever yeah. try it? <laughs> I did. No, I, I, I'm similar to yourself. I would have been all in with everything yeah. when I was younger. I, when I started training first, I did some eight-week and 12-week challenges. I wouldn't have touched a drop. And yeah. I found that whenever I did that, it made me want to drink even more than whenever yeah. I went, went back on yeah. it because I had in my head, no, I can't have that. And it was the same with food. I'd end up sick 12 weeks. I'd be so fucking strict. I'd train crazy yeah. hours, like 10 hours, eating chicken, broccoli, and rice, which I know you're a fan of. 
<laughs> salmon, <laughs> salmon, salmon for breakfast, beef burgers for breakfast, all this <laughs> disgusting shit. And yeah. uh, then after 12 weeks, I'd be fucking shredded as fuck. But then I'd go on the piss for about two or three days a week, I'd yeah. say, for the next two, three months. And I'd put it all back on, eating shite. <laughs> so... I don't know how I, I, I might have to approach it with a different strategy. Maybe just give up the alcohol and still eat the nice food and maybe it might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep the alcohol, surely. But, you know, moderation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and any, is there anybody that kind of influenced you early on when you wanted to be a PT, like uh, people on Instagram or people that you're, you're following? You did it all on your own, did you? <laughs> no, to be honest, <laughs> I, yeah, because I wasn't a big Instagram and Facebook person, I, I didn't really know too many out there that was that was doing it. And so it's mm. only local people that was doing it. So um and go to say no, but yeah, um I would have followed Siobhan O'Hagan when she first started and uh I just thought she was brilliant, really liked her on Instagram. And she was probably the only one that I really followed. Um, I remember training fly fit and swords when I was getting my PT and I used to see her training and I'd be starstruck. I'd be like, oh my God, they're showing from Instagram. Uh, it's, that's, it's mad though. Like I, I asked uh, one of the podcasts I did, the first two were lads that I've been chatting back and forth. And the third one was a girl I didn't know. I just followed her on Instagram and like, I like what she was putting up. So I messaged, messaged her and she's like 8,000 followers and messaging her, I was like, fuck, what am I doing? And it's like I'm messaging a celebrity. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? It's just another person. But isn't it funny that like, <laughs> you, there's almost like, yeah. for a lot of people, they see those sort of people as like, you know, big, like they're more than just people, you know, strange. Yeah. 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 They really, really do. Like that's, I thought she was a celebrity basically. Like <laughs> she would have been, she would have been only coming out then at that stage. Like, yeah. um, but she's massive now. So she's brilliant. Yeah, I, I do. And even now I still follow her. I think she's very good. Yeah. Absolutely. And, why um why do you love working with beginners i was watching one of your videos and uh you're saying how much you like working with beginners i love uh, working with beginners too and teaching them the basics but what about beginners uh do you enjoy i think personally right um a lot of well maybe as a as from my side right as getting pt a lot of people would think that gym pts are all about we'll say training people who's into, we'll do say bodybuilding challenges, you know, mm. competitions and things like that and getting people big muscles and, and whatnot. And um, I suppose I really like helping the beginners because I was a beginner. Mm. Everyone's a beginner. Everyone's a beginner at everything at some stage in their life, right? But I feel like they really need the help the most because that is the hardest bit is going through that gym door, not having a notion of what is going to happen that day or who you're going to meet or how you're going to feel. And you never forget the very first moment um, of going through a gym and your very first PT session or your very first class. So I suppose I like to be a part of that for somebody because it is a memorable Absolutely. I'm going to have to interrupt for a second. There's a fly in my camera here. You won't get off. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I seen on the screen, I seen something black come up. I was like, what the fuck? I was looking around like, what's going on? <laughs> um, no, but you're right. I, I love working beginners. I think it's because you can make the most difference. You can help them more than you can somebody yeah. who's further down the line. Yeah, um, 100%. Early on, I think that's really important because, you know, if there's less benefit that you can add to somebody, uh, you almost feel like you're not doing your job as well. So if you, you, it's good to get like beginners 
early on as a PT as well, you know, so you can make more of a difference and see how much benefit you can actually have with people. Absolutely. 100%. Definitely. What would you say are some of the lessons or challenges you faced early on? You're you're early on in the process, so I'm sure you've a few. Do you know? I'm gonna have to say I I've none. Like I've I've been very lucky. I've worked with absolutely lovely people. I don't know. I just seem to attract lovely people in general. <laughs> I there's that flyback. Always have right. <laughs> I do, and um, every single one. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not attracting. <laughs> you're attracting him. <laughs> um, uh, Every single client I've worked with, I've been blessed. They're all absolutely lovely. And every single one of them has went from day one, you know, this last seven months. And that is brilliant. Really, really good. Um, no challenges. Um, I suppose your first class, do you know, doing yeah. your first class is absolutely. so daunting, isn't it? Right. And I remember having the mic and I was like, oh my God, like I feel like Whitney Houston about to take the first <laughs> <And> <laughs> I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> class. <laughs> Do you know, and it's uh, 15 people on a spin bike, like, you yeah. know. Um, but that was it really for me. But what, once you get that first class over you, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine. But you are like you are performing in front of people, like a crowd. It is, yeah. And uh, I have to say, it was just the first one. After that, I was totally fine. Yeah, yeah. fair play. It only took you one. I remember yeah, first, yeah. I started off with, like working with teams. So it was kind of different. I didn't have to be up in front, like kind of performing, as you're saying, like, more so like kind of dictating what's going on like more so telling people what to do rather than well obviously not telling you're still coaching to a degree but when you're doing a class it's like a little bit different style so whenever I went into doing classes I was like fuck what do I do here I was like I can't just coach these like a football team or like a a hurling team because they've been doing strength and conditioning with like sports I was like this is a different ball game altogether it it took me a few classes to get into it but I fucking love classes they're a good buzz Oh, they're a great buzz, aren't they? They really, really are. I absolutely love classes. I have to say that's one thing I really, really miss about um, the gyms is the classes. Some yeah. buzz, like, and everybody be in great form. And, yeah, and the time flies as well, whether it be 30, 45 minutes an hour, it always flies by. I reckon Chrissy Mack brings a lot of energy in the class. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a fan of a good playlist as well, yeah. Oh, what's likely to pop up in one of your playlists? What oh, sort of music? I- I'm a cheesy chick. Oh God. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. My friends would be like, oh God, you didn't play that, did you? And I'd be like, yeah, like, oh, I'm like a <laughs> fan of Spice Girls, 80s, you name it, Eton that gets the, the beat going. Yeah. Bit yeah. of fun. Like, that's why I like to make classes fun. I like to make them enjoyable so that people want to come in of a Monday morning at 6 30 in the morning. Absolutely. You know, not dread it. Do you find it? Early on, it was a challenge to try and be that positive energy for people all the time. Or did you adapt to it quite quickly? Because it's it's not like a normal job. You can't go in like, you know, feeling bad or like negative. You have to kind of be on the ball all the time. Yeah. Hey, no, because that's my personality. Ah. That is the way I was born, basically. I'm a severely positive person. Always have been and hopefully always will be. But I've always... There's never really a bad day with Christy Mack, right? Which is really, really good. Um, so the energy is always there. It mm. always there. Now, of course, you know, the odd morning you'd have to be there for 6 a.m. and you'd be a little bit tired the odd time. But once that playlist goes on, no, 
And the coffee kicks in. And the coffee kicks in, yeah. Oh, man, I, I used to live off coffee early on, like, you know, three or four, slamming them into you. I had to cut yeah. back quite a, quite a bit, like, definitely affecting the sleep, you know, going, yeah. going to bed, like, jittery at night. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you um, stop drinking coffee at a certain time? Because I know I would. I would generally, three, four o'clock would be the, the, the latest time I'd... I would probably be 12 o'clock would be for me because I'd mm-hmm. go to bed early enough. I'm a bit of an old man in that, in that sense. Uh, but I had actually... What time do you go to bed? Oh, like, ideally, now this is ideally, it rarely happens, about half nine, ten so o'clock. So do I? There you go. I thought, I thought I was bad. Like, I don't think anyone else our, our age would like no, to go to no, bed at that time. <laughs> no, they don't. No. I couldn't get up early in the morning if I didn't. I'd be the fucking, I'd be the worst PT ever. Yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's really early mornings and um, do you need to go to bed? I need to have seven, eight hours sleep every night. Like. Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons why I had to cut down on the coffee because I found even if I had one or two, if I had that one, you know, maybe two or three o'clock, uh, I was like a recent urchin into it. I was like, well, trying to figure out what's up in my sleep. So I figured out a few different things, not looking at your phone as much, which I do. And I got the blue light glasses for that as well, which I can't wear or t- video in this podcast because the glare is terrible. So Aww. I can't fucking wear them. I'm sick. Oh, I'm sick for you. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> uh, but then I figured out like maybe it's the coffee and it's reading up like it takes almost 12 hours for the co- caffeine to be fully out of your system. Obviously, depending on how much you take yeah. on. So I was like, right, I'm going to start limiting at 12. And I think that helped. Yes, I'll yes. probably not sleep too great tonight, but I'm off tomorrow. I had the wee coffee before this. So I was like, I need get a wee buzz into me. <laughs> get a wee buzz, yeah. But it does, but it gives you that wee buzz. It's a great wee kick. It is. And it's funny, some people don't really respond too well to, like, not too well, but they don't get mm. a major effect from caffeine. My mother would be a person who could drink two or three, and she doesn't, yeah. has, doesn't know what a caffeine buzz is like. She's like, just like the taste of it. She's immune to it. Yeah, immune yeah. to it. She yeah. drink it at nine o'clock at night. Like, I'm just like, you are mad. <laughs> mad and doesn't factor at all. God, no. she's lucky. I'd have a sniff of it and I'd be driving <laughs> up the walls like. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, when it comes to starting off whenever I was a PT, I think early mm-hmm. on, I got a lot of pet hates, you know, people going around the gym. Do you have any pet hates? you know, whether it's leave, people leaving weights on, on the rack or any of them small things, because I, I find early stages or where them sort of things kick in and then you kind of forget about them. You're like, fuck it, it's grand. Yeah, that is a pet hate, yeah. Christy Mack wouldn't have too many hatreds and that is one, yeah. <laughs> leaving your weights. It's like, I'm not your fucking mother, pick it up. <laughs> do you know, like, um, like, like, who do you think picks it up after you drop it? Like, do you know, like, boys throwing 50 kg dumbbells at the rash. Like, I have to come along and try and pick them. I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm just not strong enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it takes two seconds to put back your own weight. Two yeah. seconds. Bit of respect for the people after you. 100%. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, that'd be all in the gym now. I have to say, like, generally... 95% of people is brilliant to put in the gym and they do put their own equipment back and they do clean down the gym after themselves. But you mm. have the couple that just don't. It's hard and, sitting uh, down for a while, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this upstairs in the bedroom, sitting cross-legged the first two times and it was the worst thing ever. I was getting cramps and my glutes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> getting piles. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Jeez, I didn't think piles would be coming up in this podcast. No, no, there you go. <laughs> We're bringing a podcast about piles. <laughs> um, 
one thing I've noticed a lot whenever there's um, on Instagram with like coaches or PTs or fitness influencers, whatever you want to call mm. them, there's a severe lack of like country, Irish country sort of Instagram influencers. And it was good to see somebody from the country like yourself uh, starting to put out, mm. put out stuff. But do you think it's, uh, was it hard for you to like, you know, put, your, put yourself out there early on like, and like show the genuine side of yourself? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because as I said, you know, like it's just not my personality to be, mm. to, to be, to, I'm not like, oh my God, look at me. It's just not my personality. Um, you basically would only really know me if you were good friends with me. Right. And, um, so from day one, I would always, I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to be true and show myself. Uh, no, I don't mind sharing, I suppose, pieces of information about me because I know it'll possibly help someone. Yeah. If it helps know. one person out there, it makes yeah. it worthwhile. Yeah, 100%. So like, for example, um, we'll just use the, the no smoking story on Instagram. I like to share stories to help people. So I went through my story, basically, short story, I smoked for years, da, 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 and I found it really hard to quit, but, you know, um, helping people understand that you can quit and that no matter how long you're smoking for, you can quit. So, and you know, hopefully someone at that read that post and go, oh, Jesus, like she done it for years. She found it hard. Maybe, mm. same as me. Maybe I can quit, you know. Yeah. That's why I am so honest with all my posts because I do want someone to go, oh, well, she found it hard, but she done it. Fair play. I always have that in our... Mm in our chat with myself being like, will I post it? Will I not? And then I'm like, yeah. similar sort of thought process. Yeah. If somebody finds it beneficial, why the fuck not? You know? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Definitely. I, um, I was, I was similar. I smoked, I only smoked for a year. Uh, it oh, was good. like a year and a half. Cool. I, um, I only smoked cigarettes for a year and a half. That, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, I was when I was I used to work in pubs for years, and I, and mm. you know in a lot of places you only get breaks if you go out for a smoke. So yes. that's what was the main reason for me getting into it. And then it was the same reason why it was hard uh, starting off. But uh, yeah. definitely one of the best things I've seen the poll that you written like you know it was so much difference whenever you stop smoking. People oh. don't even realize the difference. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like it really, really is. And I think you see when I started back then. Um, I was in my teenage years and it was so cool at school to be mm. smoking. Like it was the thing. And then as you get older into the late 20s, all your school friends, I suppose, started dwindling off from smoking. And it's like, oh God, I'm nearly the last one left. And it's like, Jesus, I, 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 I should really give these up. But I found it so difficult. I had tried many, many, many times to quit. But I think you have to be ready. Like mm. your mother can shout at you all day, every day for 10 years to yeah. quit smoking. But you have to be ready to give them up and want to give them up for you. Like Absolutely. And similar sort of thing when it comes to people wanting to exercise and look after their health. Yes. They if they don't want to do it, it doesn't make a difference how much no. you, you give out to them. No. Uh, no. Do you, have you had some battles trying to get your family active or people related to you active? Because I know I have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine seems to be all pretty good. And um, they're active as in um, my mom likes swimming aerobics. She walks religiously. She, I I know not to be a walker all my life. Uh, my brother's the same. Like, no, they're all pretty active. I mean, once you're moving that body every day, like you know, don't get some sort of movement in. 
But no, they're all they're all pretty activish. Yes. Yeah, so fair play, fair yeah, play. I, yeah. I've I've some job to get my old man to try and uh, yeah. <laughs> some job that is like my Mount Everest. If I get him to train, hey, that will be my lifetime achievement. Oh, brilliant! Can do <laughs> some squats, huh? Oh, stop! No chance of that. <laughs> and if somebody comes to you um, right now, obviously it's a little bit mm. different. But what yeah. should, what should they expect? from a Christy Mack uh, PT session or online coaching? I have to say I miss, I miss the one-on-one coaching. I absolutely do. Like the, the online is brilliant. It really is. But um, I can't wait till the day that I'm told like you can have people back and start painting. I love the whole one-to-one in real life, let's say. Um, so what to expect? Oh, well, you're going to get me my honest opinion, you know, um, I always make it easy for people and I always let them know. I'd always meet them, have a wee chat and go, this is what we're going to do and always answer any questions that they may have. Make it as easy as possible for them Mm. so that they're going to want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I'm reading into that. You're obviously not saying the workout is going to be easy, but make it like as simple for them, but obviously still hard. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Before anybody thinks they're getting easy sessions. Yeah, off, yeah, no, 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 no. The first session, I always do make it easy for them all. I'm like, okay, this is the kind of things that we will be doing, but I'm going to be revving it up a gear now for the next few sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to treat them nice the first couple of sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing, one thing I reckon that you're probably good at. I haven't seen you coach before, but you've you've obviously yeah. done well. In, in the short time you've been doing it and yeah being good with people is one of the most important parts if not the most important part of being a PT and I think mm-hmm. too many people focus too much on the science and training and obviously you need to know that mm-hmm. but it's also important to be able yes. to communicate um do you reckon anything that you learn from like maybe your university degree has helped you with uh, coaching at the moment in any sense uh, yeah, I actually thought about this one day. Presentations. There you go. <laughs> Doing presentations. Definitely. And I remember the lecturer saying, do you know, like she spent four years getting up in front of a class, of maybe 30 to 100, whatever the number may be, right? And you're absolutely breaking it because you're waffling about stuff you haven't a notion yeah. about, right? <laughs> you know, not a clue. Something you did and like 2am the night before. Yes, absolutely. And you're winging it. But, you know, and I remember her saying, this will stand to you for, for your job in the future. It really will stand to you. And, and I always remember that. And I remember that then doing a class, I was like, oh my God, that did stand to me. I might not have been as confident if I wasn't put through all them hundreds of presentations I had to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I do think it definitely benefits. I think going to college and, and studying, like, you know, I done the events and business for four years. I'm not doing it now, but there's there's parts and elements of that degree that have stood to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, I I did a uh, for I think it was third year I did work experience I worked uh, in a business I was doing sports science and health so I had no business being in doing a business uh, <laughs> doing a business internship but it was yeah. a sports business, a business internship and it was completely out of my depth and mm. I was shoved in the deep end there and I think that was probably one of the most uh, important experiences for me being in a business knowing what it's like to run a business when yeah. 
when I was there because I wouldn't have a fucking clue now uh, how, how to run a business only for that experience. I'm yeah. sure you probably learned a lot as well about running a business. Obviously, you did business. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you never, th- like, I never once thought, I'm going to be running my own. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know when you're doing it, you're like, oh, I'm doing it to help run someone else's. Never did I think, oh, I'm going to be doing it to run my own. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good thing being able to, like, manage your own schedule, run your own business, you know, choose what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Was it a hard decision for you to like decide, right, I'm going to go and like basically set up my own business and make the jump? Yeah, like it, it, it sort of just happened um, with the whole hobby thing. And then I was like, right, sink or swim, let's just do it. Let's take the chance. Um, I, I would, do you know when you get older and you're on that deathbed, I would hate to be that person who went, shit I wish I'd done that do you know um I fucked up many times in life because I went ah sure look at I give it a go mm. do you know um and I think that is so important in life to to try it do you know um I always sort of believed I was going to be successful because I was giving it my all this right. is my business this is me it's not for someone else it's for me so I have to give it my all and I wanted to give it my all so it, it, it was very hard the first few months because I was worked to bed, worked mm. to bed. You'd be getting up at half, half one in the morning I used to get up at. Class. You'd be in the gym for six. <laughs> you'd be to yeah, class, you know, teaching classes. And then you'd be PTing all day and you mightn't finish till 9 p.m. at night. You're straight Even one meal bed. a day because you have no time. Yeah, because you have no time, yeah. literally. I know I was, <laughs> like, and I'm sure every single PT can relate to this like mm. and you know you're not getting enough um, exercise or good nutrition in because you're too busy on trying to help so many absolutely that's so, a big lesson you've learned already and when I asked you earlier you didn't even think of that never thought <laughs> of that there you go that's yeah. a big one though a lot of PTs really burn out so quickly because you have to put in so much hours and then neglect yeah. rest and neglect like further learning neglect looking after their own training and their own nutrition because that's going to make your work suffer and it's going to make your social life suffer you know you need need to keep all about balance we're coming back to balance balance. (laughs) (laughs) brilliant uh that's that's fucking brilliant that you've learned you've learned that so early there was no balance really (laughs) no balance yeah oh yeah But there was there was nearly no balance within that stage because um I was too focused on being the best, let's say, and and mm. really helping a lot of people. And a lot of things COVID has really taught me it's it's to to really focus on the balance, like completely. Mm. Like, you know, I let's say COVID didn't happen, I might have bought myself out severely quickly. And then what good am I to, to, to anybody then? Absolutely. You know, I, when I can help no one because I'm burnt out for helping too many. Yeah. So that's where balance again comes in. So important. It's a hard lesson, but I think it's yeah. COVID's forced a few people into that, including myself. I, yeah. I would have been doing 30 in-person hours. And so yeah. that's 30 hours in my week that I'm not, I'm not working as much now. And yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm obviously I would be, I'd love to be PT and in-person, but you know, yes. I'm doing more online stuff. I'm more time to read, more time to cook, more time to go out for nice wee walks and do other things. You know, yeah. those things will all make your coaching better or your business better or whatever it is you're doing. 
Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. I can see you out walking every morning. That's yeah. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it is lovely, especially when the weather's like this. It's fucking been 20 degrees here. Uh, like you probably wouldn't have done that yourself. Fabulous. And you would you have went out for walks before COVID? One thing that I probably, I do, I would have done a lot more steps, same as yourself, because you're up in yeah. the and you're coaching. Yeah. I would have walked 30 minutes to the local tube. So I would have started mm-hmm. off with that little walk. And then if I, if I had time, I might have gone for a walk. But I wouldn't have purposely gone for a walk that often. You know what I mean? Like I was always mm-hmm. going somewhere. And it's nice to yeah. just go for a walk for the sake of going for a walk. Fabulous. It's so, so nice. Especially if you have a dog. Uh, I'm very jealous yeah. of the dog. We, we don't have a dog over here yet, but... When we get our own house or we move somewhere where we have our own house, maybe we will have a dog. I'll get a dog. They're the best companion ever. Love dogs. Do you ever have him out running the roads with you? No. God love him. He's fucked. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. He's about, he's around 11. So he's old. So we go for a wee wee dander. A wee dander. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. I've got a few questions now to finish up. Okay, I haven't, I didn't let you know what these were before, so they're not pre-planned. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> what is the one thing you've done in isolation that you wouldn't have done only for isolation came in? I know Online. you're coming out of it now. Online. Online and Instagram, 100%. It just wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have had the time because of all the hours working in the gym and in the studio. It just wouldn't have happened at all. Wouldn't have time. I might have been posting with, say, one story a day if even before mm. COVID. And uh, so, yeah, the Instagram and uh, the online, definitely, yeah. And you'll yeah, probably, and sorry, uh, whenever you go back, you'll probably notice you'll be so much more efficient at doing it while doing the in-person as well, now that you've had the yeah. extra time. Yeah, exactly, because you get better at it. It's like anything. The Absolutely. more you do, the better you become at it. Absolutely. Um, the other thing was my running yeah. My three five k's a week. Fucking yeah. fair play. You got your you got your ten k. Oh no, did you get your ten k? Yeah, ten k. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was another thing. I was doing that with rocks also from Black Rock. One five k a week on Sundays. Not every Sunday, but mm. most Sundays. So when COVID happened, I was like, okay, now I have the time. Um, I go out running, so I said three, five days a week now. So it's going to be two weeks, and then two weeks, and then two months. I just kept going with it. Yeah. And then I reached the 10k. So, yeah, only for COVID, I wouldn't have done that much running either. I wouldn't have done it either. I started just uh, as lockdown came in. Now I'm floating around the lower four, three and four k's. I've got big fat tree trunks here to try and bring around. So the body wasn't this heavy uh, <laughs> the last time I tried to run. So I'm giving it a, t- a bit of time to adjust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, plus I'm only going once a week as well. That's that's yeah. my excuse. Is done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, don't know if you're big into movies or series, but what's the best movie and or series that you've watched recently? I'm desperate, right? I'm just I'm not a television person at all, at all, at all. all okay. And if I go to sit down and choose I have Netflix, but if I go to sit down and choose something, it could take me an hour to choose it. And I choose <laughs> the worst thing that there is on Netflix. And then I go, ah oh, fuck that. <laughs> so I don't. Um when I do go to choose something it's severely cheesy and romantic so um probably like something like the notebook have you watched the notebook i have 
<laughs> I've watched all them films, hey. I am not going to deny the fact that I enjoy a good rom-com, hey. Not going to oh, deny Jenny. it. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> They're freaking brilliant. But um, do you know what I do love? Irish films. I absolutely mm. love Irish films. Like The Snapper. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish comedy oh. films are fucking class. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So I love, I really love romantic films and Irish and Irish villains. Irish Unreal. Villains. I actually, fuck that. I'm going to write down, whenever I get a pen beside me, I'm going to write down Irish films. I'm going to start digging into some of them. I hadn't watched The War of the Buttons in ages. That's my fav- one of my favourite Irish like f- uh, films that I used to watch when I was younger. Fucking love it. Yeah, really, really good. Great it's film. Br- like, they're brilliant. They're just, they're just gold. They really are. Uh, really I'm assuming you're big enough into music. You said you like your Spice Girls and all that. But is the... Any album that you're like, oh yeah, fuck, that's that's my favorite album, or would you be more so? You can pick a song either if you're not big into albums. Uh, no, no albums as such. My first album was the Spice Girls when I was seven. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my very first album. It was Last. a tape. It was a tape. That's oh, what it fuck. was. <laughs> it's a while since them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no albums as such. I've such a wild taste of music. I sort of like a bit of everything. Like my playlist could go from from rap. I love Drake actually. Really, really love Drake. Mm, he's brilliant. Um, and then all eighties. Uh, like Bruce Springsteen, massive, massive Class. fan. Went love a bit concert. of eighties. Hey, if you get a good eighties oh, really? playlist when you're training, like you know, an up tempo one. one. Great boys. It's class, isn't it? I yeah. absolutely love it. Um, and. I, like we better we better country troll in there as well. We better yeah. uh, yeah. Carter. Yeah. I up the wagon wheel. Bit of deck the wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm Damn. I'm hoping there's a lot of people that don't know who uh, fucking Declan Nerney is. I know I'm I joking. There, major respect to De- uh, Declan Nerney. <laughs> yeah, he's somebody. Somebody. Uh, and to finish off, where can people find you? And what services are you offering? ATM. She then hot gone. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, where can they find me? Where can they find me in the house? Um, in the gaff. Uh, online, yes. Yeah, so in the gaff, uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm not a big Facebook user. I, I, I'm just not a fan. We've, we've got Chrissy Mack on Instagram. We just leave her on one platform. That'll do, don't care. That, that'll do. So Instagram is the main one. Chrissy Mack Fitness. And that's where I'll be at. Perfecto. And are you running, you're doing online coaching at the moment or what services are you offering out to people? Yeah, so online coaching and I run four-week groups every month then as well. Class. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Chrissy. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed yes. myself. And thank you, thank you any, everyone, for listening. Yeah, lovely.